Mike. Hi, Phil. Hey, what's up, man? Nothing much. Just you know, just hanging out, just sitting here on on the on the the internet radios. Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm very excited to be podcasting with you again. I love the cast. I love it's it too. Like, it's great. It's the best, and best of all, we're on episode twenty-one. I know it's crazy. We can drink. I know. It's just so great. <laughs> so in honor of that, instead of soda time, we're having alcohol time. Everybody party! Uh, not really. <laughs> Here comes. The I'm drinking intro. Dr. Pepper. Are you I'm back with the old classic. Well, hold on. We're not even to soda yet. Let's let's just get a little intro first. I was excited about it. Okay, here we go. That's solid. Love it. I'm so glad that only the strong will live on because of this podcast. And we are and we are giving it the, everything. And when this is this is the only piece of our entire society left over when the aliens come, they will know that this was the world anthem. Yeah, it was our it was our totally it's our national yeah. anthem, our world anthem. It's the song the song of peace, the song of hope and future. <laughs> Burger King theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking the Dr Pepper, Mike. Uh, that's that's a classic. I'm, I'm jealous. I, I haven't had a I haven't had a DP in a while because I only drink soda now when I do this podcast. And so I, I live I live for this. Okay. So uh, let me tell you what I'm drinking here. I'm ready to pop the top. Uh, so I'm a big fan of this brand. It's called Nesbits. Uh, I had a I had a peach soda that I think I maybe told you about. It's fantastic. Uh, but tonight I'm drinking Nesbitt's California Honey Lemonade. Hmm. Now, uh, it's got a lovely yellow color. Is this where they use honey instead of sugar or fructose corn syrup? Oh, I doubt it. I bet they still... Yeah, it's still got cane sugar. Gotcha. Uh, I don't even see any honey in the ingredients, but let's get a little pour here. Every time you pour that, it sounds like a sound effect. But I'm like watching you pour this. It's pretty incredible. I just got interrupted by a little puppy dog. Ah, what kind of flavor? Oh, it's just like a lemonade, you know, but it's pretty light. Oh, I like that. It's definitely not too sweet, and uh, I would I would say check out Nesbitt's California Honey Lemonade. Nice, love it. Well, Phil, you know, I, maybe we should just, before we jump into movies, we have a little bit of movie news. I can't, I'm super stoked about this. I can't I even. Just put on, I want to put on my nerd glasses and just like talk like this. Oh, can you believe it? Here's what happened today. Tell us, Phil. There's this little franchise in the film industry. I think it's called Star Trek. Oh. Oh wait, no, it's oh, it's Star Wars. That's right, it's Star Wars. Star yeah, Star Wars. Wars. This is Star Wars. Star Wars, the new episode seven has a name. Not only a name, but a blessing. <laughs> Michael, do you wanna? I, I know, 
I know that you've just been gooing about this, so let's. I've been let's, gooing let's hear all it. day. It is let's called hear it. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. What? What do you think? That, what do you think it means? But what does it mean? Okay, well, you know, I I love the meaning behind it because we've definitely had some sleeping Star Wars for years now. It's definitely died down. Uh, the Force? What is the Force anymore? You know, it's just it's just a mystery. And yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, this tells us that this is the this is the the beginning. This is the birth. This is the awakening. I love it. Well, what's great about it is the Force is not only used by the Jedi, it's also used by the Sith, right? So it's got kind of that two play there. But at the same That's time... That's a good call. I did, not catch, I did not pick up on that. Yeah, we're, we're entering a world where Luke Skywalker is like the last Jedi, right? It's not even he a world, it's to, a galaxy. A galaxy, good point. Um, so he has to train an entirely new generation of Jedi, and and that takes so much double meaning because we have a whole new generation of fans that will be coming up with these movies, growing up with them. I mean, it's beautiful. Your kids, Phil. my kids, your kids, all the kids. I hope I have a kid. Someday. You know, you can have one of mine. Good deal. I'll take I'll take Peyton. Okay, no, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> Anyway, well, yeah, I'm so very that's, excited. We got a year left. Um, I, I was shocked by I the think, announcement, though. I mean, they just threw that out on the Twitter. Like, yeah, I just found I found out about it on the news. Like, I was driving, and uh, it was like one of the rare moments where I listened to the radio and I heard it on the news. So, I don't know. I I've done everything in my power to avoid spoilers and looking at anything. And then I got on Imgur that day and I saw those yeah. that leaked concept art, and I was Beautiful. like. Spoiler, Chewbacca's got a freaking cybernetic arm. What? What? <laughs> what? They gotta, take what? It, they gotta take it to the next level. But they look awesome. I mean, they look awesome. Like the Grave Robber drawings. I just, I mean, J.J. Abrams is the man. I guess they, they leaked new poster, like poster art for it. I haven't even seen oh, that I, yet. I didn't see that yet. That's crazy. Yeah, so, so I'm very excited. So if you're a Star Wars fan... And if you're not a Star Wars fan, either way, you should check this out. Totes, you should. It's uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's just gonna be so awesome. So good. Well, um, that's pretty much it for news. That's that's the only thing that matters in this world right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, you know, we could get into the the now our our movie review. Now, this one we're a little bit late to the game because we've been slacking for a week. Because you know. No, we get busy. We all get busy. That's just it's how it goes. Fault. But uh, I, just to give give our peeps a little taste, I've got a little clip here. Okay. Let's let's get it. Baby, I feel like this happens every time. I promised my crew a long time ago I'd keep them alive. I won't fight with anybody else. Rain's coming. Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had. Best job. Ideals are peaceful. History is violent. Fury, rated R, now playing. Best job wow. I ever had. Best job I ever had. You know, this is probably the best job I ever had, Phil. Podcasting? Yeah, this podcast. If I could make this, technically it counts. But if I could make this my job, if I could make this my job, I'd so do it. Yeah, me too. 
This is a pretty sick. Drink job. soda, chat with I'm you, watch movies, goo about yeah. Star Wars. I love it. I So love how it. how did you love how did you love Fury, Phil? Tell us. I really enjoyed Fury. I was actually so I was just at this panel of writers as I was telling you, and so I got to sit down and talk and Two of the writers there, um, David Morrell, he's known for oh. several novels, um, especially First Blood, as in Rambo First Blood. He created the Rambo character. And no, but let's your favorite. One of my very favorite books, Brotherhood of the Rose. Brotherhood of the Rose. So, which, you know, we had a good talk. And I mean, it was an awesome opportunity for me just to like sit down and talk with him and a couple of the, the other writers that were on this panel uh, for about an hour after the panel, actually. And um, Kirk Ellis was there. He's known for writing John Adams and Anne Frank, and he does a lot of historical adaptations of biographies. I liked John won Adams. Multiple, won multiple Golden Globes and Emmys. And the, the thing that they discussed uh, was with Fury. They, they talked about this with Fury and with actually the Taken series. And Kirk Ellis said that anytime there's a Taken film, he watches it the day one. And it's because what? they don't... They don't put background in it. He talks about how this is an existential piece where you are living in the moment with these people. You don't know their backgrounds. You only know these people as they live at this moment. And the thing about Fury is you kind of enter with this new kid who got pulled out of, you know, the typing camp and put into a tank with these like grizzled veterans of this of World War II. And it's almost like that's what we're being done. And the thing that it reminded me of is, you know, Apocalypse Now and this film were probably the two films that made me realize, like, war is just a nasty thing. It is just a nasty, nasty place. Um, Apocalypse Now just freaked me out because it reminded me of when we were in high school and I had to fill out the selective service card. And the draft was a freaking real thing because Iraq and Afghanistan had just happened. Right? I was so afraid we were going to get drafted. I'm not afraid to admit that. You were afraid of that? I was sincerely afraid. Really? I was just like petrified that, that we were all going to have to go to war. Interesting. And, yeah. And so uh, you're probably the first person I ever told that to. I, I, was, I was probably just oblivious, you know, just like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess I got to sign this card, whatever. Right. Well, it's anyway, so that, that film, that really freaked me out when I saw it in the theater here on my campus at the beginning of the year. And this one didn't necessarily freak me out, but it just made me like really just think, wow, that's war. But ap- Apocalypse war. Now did freak you out. It freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah it did. That's what it's known for. It's what it does best. Right, right. So as far as Fury goes, I think at first I was kind of like, oh, this isn't like the big scale epic action that I would expect to see in like you know, Saving Private Ryan or Hearts War or any of those. Yeah. And so I felt there was a little anticlimactic while I was sitting there in the final, like, at battle. I was like, wow, that just, that we got here fast. Hmm. But all in all, I left happy. I left happy with it as a film. I think it stands alone, and I think that it's something that, that carries a very powerful message. Yeah, yeah. Um I agree. It definitely does have a powerful message, and I was I was actually very surprised by the message that it did have. I didn't think it would be as strong, and it, that it would resonate with me as much as it did. Um, but the one thing I did really like too was, I mean, this I this is the most tank action, like you know, real accurate inside the tank action that I've seen ever in a in a film in a war, especially war in a war film. Um, but but, and I was shocked how much I loved it. You know the the whole the first time we see them kind of in the battle, um, 
laying off the rounds and then the, the major mortars and everything. Like it was yeah. just, it was intense. And uh, it was so well filmed because you got so much detail and so much understanding of everything that it took to run this tank, you know, everybody that was involved. And um, I was, I was really surprised by that. I, and I didn't have any of that knowledge as to what, what goes into it. And that is this team of five guys that, that make this tank work. And uh, I, I really loved it. Yeah. I, I think for me, this is a very beautiful film in a way it's very, I mean, gross and real. I mean, very, it's just gritty. very real, like tanks running over our bodies in the mud and you can barely tell it's a body until you see just blood oozing out of the body and you can see blood like being pushed into the, you know, extremities because of the pressure of this machine, them running over Nazis in a, in a foxhole. I mean, it's just real heads yeah. exploding, things like that. Um, the face in the tank at yeah. the beginning, well, like, I mean, people, just things like people that. getting just annihilated by these rounds. Yeah. Right. So all of that was very real and harrowing, I think is the proper term. But there were so many very beautiful, beautiful things. Like when they're in that field and they just see that just streak of bombers flying overhead and the entire sky is just jet streams. And then you see the other smaller jet stream coming towards them. It's the first time I, I just remember thinking I have never, ever been able to experience a war as if I were an infantryman or a tank operator. Right. And this film did that. Yeah. Because they would have cut to the planes flying overhead. It's true. a big battle scene. I mean, yeah. this is just, holy crap, there's, there's planes. Not only are you afraid of, like, anti-tank weaponry and people here, but planes could fly out of the sky and hit you because they're fighting a battle above me, too. Right, right. I remember um, with that very scene, I said, wow, like, out loud. And I was just, like, shocked by it. Um, because it is, it's stunning, it's beautiful, but you also have a sense of how real it was because you have you have that real perspective from looking at it from the ground up. It was great. Yeah, yeah. So there were some very beautiful things, and I think there were some very real things. And I think one of the lines that, that really stood out to me is when he's in that room with the two German women, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's talking to the lady, and he's like, they're young and they're alive. Let them live. Yep. And I think so often we as a society, especially here in America, get caught up in paying the bills and doing our civil duties or whatever they are, that we don't really take a moment to really live and enjoy life. So that was very powerful for me. So true. And and that scene, you know, even got more dramatic as it, as it carried out. As anyone who's seen yeah. the film knows. We won't, we don't, probably don't need to have any spoilers here, but um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, so I guess the next the next thing we should probably touch on is is the wonderful performances, you know, from from Brad Pitt. From you know who I'm, you know my boy. I know, man. Give him my shout out. And I was so skeptical, and I, you know, I know you're no. Michael Pena. That's, just, yeah, that's I love Michael Pena. <laughs> oh. He just no. when he played. <laughs> I can't even do that. Scene. Okay, no, but 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 Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, you know, I mean, talk about an amazing, amazing role, um, and and somebody that I was extremely skeptical going in, saying, "Can he really? Can I really take him that seriously?" Um, and boy, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he he was great, and I mean, when it when the inevitable happens within these films, I mean, you obviously know what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. It just I mean, it hit me. So yeah, I, I love Shia. I'm glad to see him acting again. There's a lot of Shia LaBeouf haters 
But the truth really is, I mean, he's the man. And there's a reason why he was the largest box office success for four or five years. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, Brad Pitt said that uh, Shia LaBeouf was one of the greatest actors that he's ever worked with. Um, and, and just kind of reading up on uh, Shia's kind of his method. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't shower the entire time they filmed. Really? He, yeah. He uh, he extracted one of his own teeth while they were filming. Um, and he's also... Really? Yeah. And he's also said that uh, this film, um, it converted him and and made him a Christian. And, uh, well, because he's super Jewish before this. Well, yeah. He, w- he, w- he was super Jewish before this. Right. So, you know, and I guess... So I was reading up a little bit about it, and Brad Pitt is an atheist, um, but the director, fantastic uh, David Ayer, he he's a Christian. And uh, in talking to both of them, Shia LaBeouf said that uh, this, the, living this story and experiencing this made him a Christian. Really? Yep. Shia so, LaBeouf said that. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. Wow. Okay. Well, um, do we have any more you want to add to this story? I, um, I I would like to go over some box office numbers and kind of give some people an idea of how it's doing. Well, just just real quick, I, I also don't get me wrong. Michael Pena was good. Yeah. In, in his role, Dude, he really you was. Who was incredible though was the other guy, the guy from Walking Dead. Um, oh. I can't um, his name. Uh, he is just he plays the sleazeball so well. Yeah. Oh. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. What is it? Joe. He plays Shane in Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, here we go. It's, it's John Bernthal. Yeah, he's he plays the sleazeball and he gets yeah. it. Yeah. But but uh you know, I have to also give it to Brad Pitt. I mean, this guy's getting old, but he can still just give it all. And uh he was, he was looking fresh too. He's, he's looking he's been... looking beautiful as always. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, I get it. I get why you like Brad Pitt I, still. I like him. So I get it. Yeah. Well, Fury, I think I think you all need to watch it. Okay. Um, um let me just yeah. kind of give you an idea. Let's right get now, some numbers. Of, it's got an eight point one rating on IMDB. Okay, Solid. which is pretty high for, for a film. Yeah. Um as far as box office, it had a production budget of only sixty eight million dollars. Wow. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. It has only made domestically sixty-two million hmm. since November fifth, or yeah, since October seventeenth. But it is foreign; it brought in thirty-eight million, so it's over its budget. It's probably hitting its marketing budget too, uh, so it'll probably see you know profit on rentals and DVD and Blu-ray sales for sure. And uh, you know, it's pretty clear we're not getting a sequel. So I will be buying this for the special features. Oh, totally! I bet it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, so I just want to know how they film that all inside the tank. Commentary will be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's looking great. I I loved it. Loved so it. It's the ninth, uh, ninth highest rated, highest grossing film in the World War II genre. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'd be I'd be curious to see that kind of list. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan's number one. Uh, Pearl Harbor is number two. Okay. Guess what number Guess what number three is. I don't know. Captain America, the first Avenger. <laughs> that makes sense. 
Inglorious Bastards, Schindler's List, okay. Valkyrie, yeah. The Monuments Men, U571, Fury, and then behind that, Life is Beautiful. I loved Life is Beautiful. Yeah. Roberto Benigni, amazing. Oh, He's so good. His Academy Acceptance Speech, we watched it in one of my classes, and I just like, man, Americans have the worst vocabulary. We yep. suck at explaining ourselves. He's like, I want to pick you all up and make love to you in the firmament. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when do we use that? Like, what? I know that word, but I, I've never used that in a sentence unless it was a religious speak, like sense. And yeah, incredible. Yep, he's so good. He's so good. So yeah. All right. Well, if you had to give it some stars, what would you throw down? I think I'm going to give this one a four. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm giving it a solid four out of five. Yeah, it wasn't like a five mind shattering thing, but I think from a from a moving perspective, from an very all moving. around solid film, uh, it's a four. Yeah, yeah uh, great film. I agree. Well, okay. All right. Well, uh, what else? What else we got to talk about topic, tonight? Topic number two. Something epic just happened, and this is a seasonal affair for Mike Hall and Nikki, his wife, and myself, and uh, many of our friends. And it happens every November. That is true, and it could probably be lumped into one of our favorite things. Maybe a shared favorite thing. Yeah. So uh, I'd say we're yes. recording this on November sixth. But uh, so that means that yesterday was November fifth, and uh, for anybody that knows, um, you know British history, we know of Guy Fawkes Day, and uh, of course, remember, remember the fifth of November. Yeah, that is actually not what I was talking. It's about. It's not. What were you talking about? Call of Duty. Oh, Call of Duty. Okay. <laughs> you and your stupid bonfires. I can't go to. Well, yeah. Okay. So we had a bonfire <laughs> yesterday. Burned an effigy. <laughs> Oh well, I didn't want to talk about it because I was heartbroken. I couldn't. Be that's there. what I get for not having anything written down as far as notes about what we're talking about. <laughs> I was just trying to follow Call, your lead. I appreciate the lead. We could have carried it on. I just decided to ruin it. <laughs> Guy Fox Day is awesome, and if you haven't looked at my Facebook, I've got this great Doge. Much remember, such <laughs> gunpowder, much plot. <laughs> I post it every year now. It's my favorite. So good. Um. <laughs> But if you if you have it, check out V for Vendetta and um, look at Mike's pictures of him in a Guy Fox mask burning a replica of a human body. But <laughs> on to our note of what we do every year. Every year. <laughs> we buy the new Call of Duty. Yes, we do. Mike, how long have you been playing? How long have you been call- playing Call of Duty? Call of Duty's been. Uh... Well, I mean, I started playing with uh, Modern Warfare 2, and that, I don't know, when did that even come out? That was probably, what, 2008? Yeah. 2009? Probably. Yeah, so for me, I've always been the Halo fan, um, and so Call of Duty was the competitor to Halo, so I never played it. 2009, definitely. Ah, Gotcha. Yeah. So I didn't get into this bandwagon until Black Ops. Mike was definitely into this before, but it was about that time that um, Mike would play with his wife and his in-laws online, and so I was invited to join, and I had quite a good time. Yes, we had quite we had a quite a romp playing uh, Black Ops. That was a fun one. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Modern Warfare Two is fantastic as well, but Black Ops was 
Fun time. I think it's my favorite Call of Duty franchise game. Black Ops was? Yeah, Black Ops 1. Interesting. Yeah. It's probably so, mine too. Just because of all the multiplayer stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think the levels were great um, and everyone played at the time. It was just, we always had a full party. So that was fun. But uh, Mike, tell us what's different about this this version of Call of Duty. Well, this one's pretty exciting because we this is, of course, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. So this takes place not in the past, not during any other wartime, but in the future. So we've got a lot of futuristic weapons. We've got um, some futuristic levels. We've got some jetpacks and boosters. Um, but but even though that's all in there, we still get the core of of Call of Duty and what what we really love about it. You know, we get a great story. We've got an awesome cast this year with Kevin Spacey yeah. playing an awesome yeah. role on the single player, and. Uh, we also get great multiplayer as always, but this is a unique one because this is the first um, with a new with a new um, company developing this game. So, for those of you that don't know, you know it's in the past it's always been been developed by um, Infinity Ward, did uh, the Modern Warfare's, and then um, Treyarch came on and they started with the Black Ops series. And so the the one before this one was uh Infinity Ward and it was it was Call of Duty Ghosts. It was the first release on Xbox 1. And uh, and I think PlayStation 4, right? Uh yes. Yeah, I think so. So but this this is the the a new franchise that uh is being developed by Sledgehammer Games and uh I have been very impressed. You know, it's kind of with a new with a new uh, company doing it, you have to kind of wonder: Is it really going to be that good? Are they going to get it right? Are they going to capture the essence of, of the game and what people love about it? And uh, so far, I've just I've been loving it, and and I just spend all day just thinking about it. Just so, so excited to get home and play it. Like after after we record this, I'm going to go play. So Phil, you know what are what are your impressions so far? Um, I, I enjoy it. I've only played it for I think a total of about an hour, but it's it's enjoyable. I need to get back into this way of things. I'm not very good. I get shot up quite a bit pretty quickly. But um, you're still better you know, than me. <laughs> that's not true. Actually, it's, seen, it's true. One hundred percent. Not true. I've seen the scores at the end of our games. So you always beat me. Um, but yeah, I think for me. I really enjoyed Black Ops and the Black Ops series because it's so grounded in reality. Ghost was even fun because it was very grounded in reality. This one's a little bit different because it's at Advanced Warfare, so we're dealing with like pulse weapons and things like that. But um, I, I can definitely appreciate that from like a science fiction perspective. I can appreciate the technolo- technological advancements. and um, Yeah, it's, it's definitely new. It feels more Halo-esque because you can jump around and double jump and you have to look for people in the air just like you have to look for people on the ground for sure what what are, do you like do you like the jetpack do you think that that's a, a nice addition or i i do actually because it allows you to get to more strategic places so it makes the gameplay that much more competitive so so here's something to think about you know anytime some new feature is introduced like this uh the rest of the games are kind of forced to adopt it i mean we saw that kind of that adoption with with crossbows being yeah. introduced once they introduce that every game has had it even this one has it um yeah introducing stuff like the slide um slide to prone kind of kind yeah. of approach so i i wonder if they're gonna feel like they need like the other uh other makers of the game are gonna need to keep this kind of double jump and the and the jetpacks involved even though they're not necessarily 
in in that advanced warfare phase, or if the whole if the whole series is going to shift. You know, it's kind of mm. something to think about. It is interesting because already, I mean, I've struggled because I've tried to throw grenades and they haven't been equipped. Right. right. And so it throws off your gameplay if you're used to playing that. And a year from now, when they release the next game, people are going to be very used to doing the double jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that'd be very interesting to see. I, I think there are very real ways to incorporate that into a modern technology fighting style. So, so, so I guess what, you know, we've seen so many different types of games come out from Call of Duty. And they do all have the kind of the similar gameplay, but you're one f- that that really goes deep into the uh, the campaign, you know, and, and you yeah. really appreciate a good story. Now, you know, you've you've played all of them. I haven't even. I don't think I didn't beat Ghosts, and I don't think I, I beat uh, even Modern Warfare Three. So, what what would you like to see in this next game next year? Uh, what kind of what kind of story do you think would be ideal? That's a very interesting question, and I don't know if I'm completely prepared to answer that. Um, and that's just because You're spitball. it's very deep. Um, they do a lot of patriarchal-styled stories where, you know, my father was in the war, and so now I have to fight my father's demons. That was a common theme in the Black Ops storylines, which carried over between the two. Hmm. And it's also a common theme in Ghost, where hey, I'm your dad, you're my sons, I'm inducting you into this covert faction of the military called the Ghosts. And there's only so many of us, and we kill people you know, covertly, and we do clandestine missions. And so th- there's a lot of that patriarchal thing, which I think comes with the military. So I think that it would be very interesting to see them step away from that hmm. and kind of go back to a more standalone character what I think would be interesting, and I doubt it would play well with the market, would have to, to would be to have a female lead. Not even a female lead, but like a female second. Interesting. Right? Because there hasn't really been like a playable female character. And they, they work. People love Tomb Raider. They love Laura Croft. Hmm. Right? So I think you can have a, for lack of a better word, badass chick fighting and make it work. I don't think it needs to be a lead. But even a secondary, someone on support, that so, would be a female. Like voiced by Jane Lynch type of thing? Yes. I don't know if I'd go Jane Lynch, but maybe <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. There you go. I like that a little bit more. Yeah. So We're not talking record Ralph here. Come on. <laughs> so one thing that, uh, that I think that I've kind of been thinking about. So, you know, we're yet to see, in my opinion, a really good Marvel video game. And I think that the Call of Duty series could be adapted really well to a <laughs> Captain America kind of gameplay, where you may, you're maybe you're Captain America, and uh, but but you still have the same kind of shoot 'em up kind of gameplay, but you have some new weapons because you've got the shield, you've got some new strengths, you've got new powers. Um, I would be really curious to see them kind of interact with Marvel in some way, get get a fun, really gritty lifelike game uh for captain america that would be very interesting and i don't think it'll ever happen no it won't it's it's a family it's meant to be a family friendly franchise and the game is definitely not but family friendly i think i think it would be fun yeah i i can see where you're coming with that i think there are a lot of people that argue marvel versus capcom is like the great marvel games i know there was this great x-men game for super nintendo that i play with my brothers 
and it was more of a you know adventure fighting game. It was obviously Super Nintendo, so back before you could really have like a strong. Um, yeah, that's the thing. We there. need we need something new, something now, and something yeah. really good too. Right. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's a Captain America game on the iPad. Have you played that? No. Yeah, you should check it out. I think it's the Winter Soldier game. Um, I've downloaded it. I have not played it. Uh, but it's supposedly pretty great. So I think I think the problem lies in, and I think what you're really getting at is that those are all marketing tools. They're marketing yeah. tools for films. They're not standalone stories. Right, right. So in order to really get a good, strong story... That would work. So I think that's something that the Star Wars franchise actually does really well. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Battlefields, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I mean, all of those games people love. Yeah. Bot racers. Well, that, it, that's what one thing that'll be interesting about this movie is how they uh, keep it family friendly while still giving it the realism that it needs. You know, and I mean, if anybody can do it, we, we know that JJ can do it. You know, he did it with Star Trek. He's done it with so many other great films. Um, anyway, so yeah. well, that's well, that's great. I I think that's a great solid episode. I think so too. Check out Fury. I think it's worth checking out for sure. Be aware that it is uh, graphically violent, um, but rated M for mature. Yeah, um, but I think it's an overall solid film. Check out Call of Duty Ghost or Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. If you have an Xbox One and you want to hit us up, uh, you can catch me as Omni Hyperflux. And I'm Scatalax. Um, We're on every night from from uh, 3 p.m. to about 3 a.m. These are all so. lies. We're on for like 30 minutes in the evening, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's more accurate. Smelly Bellies, thank you again for listening. Um, and again, I did, as I said, I did attend that writers conference today, so I will be posting my my notes from that on the website. That would so be, be awesome. Yeah, I'll be sending a link to my Evernote file, and you're welcome to check that out. I just need to clean them up and attribute quotes to the proper people. So probably probably some links out from the Twitter and the Facebook pages. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get that out. Okay, sweet. Okay, thanks, Melabellas. Thank you, guys. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.